Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Okay, good morning. It's five o'clock. It's five o'clock here in California and it is 10 a.m. in beautiful, beautiful Australia, Sydney time. I don't know what time it would be in Perth or Indonesia, Bali, but here we are, girls. Amen. Thursday morning. Bright and early, fantastic to see you. Are you good? I can see lots of girls already like popping in here. Let me just get rid of this little thing at the top. Amen, are you well? <laughs> can you believe it's Thursday again? Or Wednesday afternoon in California. So um, it's fantastic to see you. First of July, praise the Lord. Girls, you are coming on fast and strong. I like that because we've been dawdling a little bit. So I love to see that. Our sisterhood girls across Australia, up into Indonesia. Of course, college students, hopefully you're still part of our world. Amen. And then, of course, our friends and family from around the world. Fantastic. Okay, so 1st of July. No, 2nd of July. 1st of July here, 2nd of July there. So um, I saw Laura post something yesterday, Laura, my daughter, and uh, say, congratulations, everyone. We made it halfway through the year. Here we are, 2020, halfway through the year, still alive, still smiling, amen, by the grace of God. And um, it's good. So nice to see you. Fantastic. All right. Shall we pray? Shall we pray? Let's get into this straight away. Father God, I just want to thank you for the girls. I want to thank you, Father God, for your grace and your kindness in our lives. And Father God, your mercies are new every morning. Every single morning, Father God, you have mercy and you have grace waiting for us. And I believe that today is no different, Father. I believe that you have um, perspective and insight and grace and warmth and love for all of us, Father God. So wherever anyone is watching in from, Father God, wherever, whatever is going on in their lives, Father, whether there is drama or, is there, or whether there is peace in the house right now, Father, we lean into you and I welcome you, dear Holy Spirit, that you will come by your grace and you will overshadow us in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right. I'm excited. I'm excited for today. I am excited for today because in a little bit, we're going to, not, not long, we're going to actually hook in with the beautiful Brooke, Brookie Ledgerwood. Amen. And so I'm actually really excited. And I just texted her before and um, I said, it's like waiting for the second coming like just waiting for this thing to start. But um, I think the second coming could probably be a little bit more exciting. Although, Brookie, you and I, we're gonna have a great conversation. Because if you're wondering if I'm in my pajamas, I'm actually not, and I'm not in Brian's shirt. I'm just in a shirt, all right? I've got my fan blowing. Um, it's a nice day out there. I don't know what the temperature is, but uh, it's not too hot in Jesus' name. Hey, I just wanted to just um, apologize for last week. It wasn't really my, our fault, but Instagram had, um, 
don't know, complexities. It's a private platform. And um, a lot of you guys had trouble trying to actually hook in. You didn't see it pop up live. And apparently that isn't necessarily how it is with everyone these days. So you've got to set your alarm for 10 o'clock, your sisterhood girls, and, um, you know, be ready to go searching for it. So you just go into my profile and you just find it there. Is that all right? So things are changing. And great feedback from last week with Dr. Beck Lander. And I know the sound was a little bit shabby as well. Um, I have since learned, as I prattle on here and girls gather, that um, Wi-Fi will give preference to visuals rather than sound. So about 40 minutes ago, I had our Wi-Fi here in the apartment boosted. So hopefully we don't have any of those problems, but great feedback from Pastor Beck, from Dr. Beck rather, who is pastoral. And uh, again, that is filed into the um, IGTV live history. So you can go in there. And another cool thing before I forget is that Heart for the House weekend in the PM services, we um, featured the beautiful item from Color, Our World, My World Needs You. My world needs you. Show me your face. That beautiful, beautiful presentation. Some of you may have missed it, but we've actually put it onto the history and we have, um, you know, licensing for it to stay up there for a few weeks. So be sure to have a look at that and let your heart be moved. Amen. And so, yeah, I pray that again that you're well, happy, strong. Okay, I need to see some of you girls down in here. Oh, I can see my Laurie. She's amazing and um, Carolee Fielding, and all the faithfuls, all our campus girls around. Gail, Auntie Gail, lovely to see you, praying for your sweetheart, and um, Lauren, and so many. Fantastic. Um, yeah, and just one other thing too. Um, midday, baby, midday. Okay, so on the sisterhood um, igram and the color sisterhood igram, um, we are loading up some midday, baby, midday prayer prompters. And I just want to like stir that up again within us because honestly, this world needs prayer. It really does. And so we need to stir that measure up in Jesus' name. All right, I'm not going to read a huge portion of scripture to you today because I want to get to Brookie. But um, if there was a silver lining verse for me this week, and I, I may have already shared it, I don't know, but it's in Colossians, Colossians 4, verse 6. And it literally says, Let every word... Let every word that you speak be drenched in grace and tempered with truth and clarity. Isn't that lovely? Isn't that just lovely? Hello, Carolee. Okay, isn't that beautiful? Let every word you speak be drenched with grace and tempered with truth and clarity. That is a great way to live in these current days. It's a great way to live full stop. But um, when I look at that, I'm thinking, wow, Drenched in grace, let's pause before we say anything, narrate anything, comment on anything, <laughs> share with one another, let it be drenched with grace in Christ, amen. And then tempered, again, tempered with truth and with clarity. And you know, for something to be tempered with truth is one thing, the word of God is our measure, amen. Let's not forget that, girls, the word of God is our measure. But like, secondly, clarity. And you know, for us to speak truth with clarity, we need to sometimes take off our lens and look through the lens of who he is, of who he is, who the word is, what the word says. You know, I've got some sunglasses that someone very generously gave to us at Christmas time. And to be honest, a package came and there was no card. And so I didn't even know who to thank. I don't know if they were meant for Brian or me, but I claimed them. And you know what? They get 
um, they get dirty really easily. And so it's like, that's like, that's like our spirit and our, our, our personhood. We need to, like if we're looking through uh, clouded, dirty, smudged, um, our humanity lens, then we're not going to see and we're not going to speak with the clarity that is needed in these days. So I just want to encourage everyone to allow the Word of God to keep washing us, for it to be our measure in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Bob here speaking to us all. And, um, and, and let's do that. I love that. And then, of course, you know what? If you're a little pastoral heart here, if you're a little downhearted this week or a little heavy-hearted, and there's, all room, there's room for all of us sometimes to feel like that, you know, I watch, I, I follow, okay, I, I shouldn't really confess, but I follow this this uh, comedian girl, not not Celeste, by the way, and um, but she's also awesome. Um, <laughs> praise the Lord. Okay. And she, this other girl, she's like hilarious. And, you know, I mean, she's a little on the edge sometimes, but she's hilarious. And, and she posted this really sad post. Like she said, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm, I'm, I've got w- warmth. I've got food. I've got shelter. I've got friends. I've got family. I have no reason to complain, but you know what? My heart is so sad. My heart is heavy. And that is actually a reality for people these days. Not everyone and not all the time, but there, there is a sadness. And so, um, you know, I want to encourage you to go to Psalm 119 if you are feeling remotely like that. Because I woke up the other morning just feeling a little heavy in heart. You don't need to worry about me. It's okay, guys. But honestly, I was like, I felt the Holy Spirit say, you know what, Bobby, go to, go to 119 again and read it from front to back. And it always will minister life. Hey, I mean, another great one. I posted um, late last night. I had a very, I was awake at 3.30, by the way. Um, but Philippians 1 verse 6, which we all know and love. And in the message, let me remind you again, girls. There has never been, Paul says, there has never been the slightest doubt in my mind that the God who started this great work in you would keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day that Jesus Christ appears amen so be mindful of that what god has begun he is going to complete in jesus name amen all right we've prayed we're here by the grace of god and i'm going to call up brookie beautiful brook all right so stand by everybody everyone say stand by are you talking to each other are you saying hello to each other ah praise the lord all right i haven't got I haven't got my glasses on, but I don't wear glasses anymore. All right, I go in here. Ah, there she is. Praise the Lord. Waiting. Amen. Just waiting for Brookie now. Still waiting. Everybody's reaction when we suddenly see your face, we just go <laughs> sound. You're not wearing your pajamas, but I am. Oh, uh, I don't. Okay, but I've got a pet <laughs> on. Look. A what is it? A what? A, oh, a slip. Oh, a slip. That's very elegant. See, that's a bit more sophisticated. Well, these are very sophisticated pajamas, but a slip is, I feel like, okay, just very. Show us your pajamas for a moment. Well, I do confess I'm wearing athleisure on the bottom because I'm planning on going for a walk after this. So I've got my leggings yeah. and then this little, the special one. And I have the special custom, well, they're not really custom, but the, the very, the special version of the pajamas as and well. You do have, we might talk about that in a moment, but um, yes. beautiful darling girl and I've missed you. You too. And the truth is my love, um, you're actually not that far away from me right now. <laughs> I could probably shout and we could 
can we hear each could. other. Or else I could get on my bicycle. That would be cute. And ride over to the studio. Are you at your house or in your studio? At the studio. Okay. Mm -hmm. I need to ride my bike over. I'm sure it's not that far. I could put my, like, Google Maps GPS on my bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> you have a helmet, though, right? No. This would be very... Because she, look, girls, she gets very worried because you don't wear a helmet over here. I know, it scares me a little bit. I think no. you should just wear a helmet. We could get you a cute one. <sighs> no, let's not go there. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful to see you. And we You too. All, girls, on like the thingos, have you all said hello to Brooke yet? Please say hello to your favourite Brookie ever. So um, <laughs> I'm part of my conversation darling girl and um, I just I, like, want to get to it, if I may, but... um. So always, here's the deal. You don't need any introduction by any means, but just because that's what I do. So I'm going to put anyone who's like, who is that really cute person down there? <laughs> um, okay, so I love saying this. It's my new mantra. It is our mantra for sisterhood, all right? Known by many, loved by all. You can all type that. Aww. But it is actually true. You are that's not very sweet. Are truly loved by all, and I think that's a beautiful mark of all of our friendships and yeah. beautiful sisterhood we have okay married to scotty scotty yep. hallelujah and uh, for 12 years i understand and i just want to say that i'm gonna let you talk about scott and the girls uh in a moment but um he's a smart guy and i actually miss having conversations with scotty like a little yeah. back porch somewhere but um you've got two beautiful girls dylan and um rooney again you can chat about them in a few moments um for everyone who doesn't perhaps know brooke's history although i think everyone probably does but she was raised in lower hut everyone say lower hut hallelujah which is in new zealand <laughs> which by the way is um apparently covid free and just freed up and Life is normal, except you just can't go there. They've closed the border. So I think because, baby girl, you were raised in Lower Hutt, I think you have a, a special affinity with Pastor Brian. Yes, there is a Lower Hutt thing. There is. It's true. He yep. I, went, I went to the same school as Steve McGee, just a few decades apart. Did you know that? I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. No, I don't yeah. know that. Yeah. Brian lived in Tider Drive. Yeah, I was on Oxford Terrace, so very close to Tider Drive. I wrote my first letter to him that kind of sparked our relationship after we had met on the beach, but then not seen each other for <laughs> 11 months. I wrote a letter to him and then I used to write him letters, very long letters and talk about Jesus and everything. And I, typed them. I used to type them on the old fashioned Xerox rolls. So really, really, really long. <laughs> That's amazing. And did you send them to Lower Hutt? Was he in Lower Hutt then? Yeah. He, was before I came up to be a youth pastor, Manuel Ray, oh. mate. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Okay, you've been part of uh, our Hillsong House and family and church for um, 16 years. That's what you told me. And it's true, you are an accomplished artist in your own right. Um, but we are just so grateful for the part that you play in our world, in his world, our church, and uh, you oversight with others, but you oversight Hillsong Worship. And so some people actually don't understand the three music genres. You know, they don't understand this Hillsong Worship, Hillsong United, Hillsong Young and Free, that we are kind of same, same, different, all together, but, but it's unique, and I love that. Um, you are, can I just say it, you are a magnificent songwriter and you're a magnificent worshipper. And I would say, baby girl, that you're a bit of an old soul. 
in a <laughs> wonderful way, in the most pure and wonderful way. You're an old soul. And to be an old soul, girls, listening on, is um, to be kind of wise beyond your years. And I remember once you being on the platform sharing something in your own unique Brookie way, and you were, I went, she's an old soul. She is wise beyond her years. And I think that's something beautiful about you. And um, I would say this of you also, that you are fun and you are faithful. And you, my darling girl, are very, very honoring. And you're always honoring. In fact, Brian said that to me the other day, just without me prompting anything. He said, you know, Brooke is always honoring. She is so honoring. And, you know, when you've received awards on behalf of team and the church and, you, and your, own, your own genius, <laughs> um, you always position the house and you always position the vineyard. And it's, um, it's noticeable and it's beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to cry now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, your turn. Tell us about Scotty. Tell us about the girls, what you love about them, what they're doing. Um, they're, I mean, so the girls are two and four. Well, Rooney will be three next week. And they're doing really remarkably, considering they haven't seen any other children <laughs> for three and a half months, whatever. They're doing really well. Um, and Scotty is doing great, as you said, um, he is an amazing conversationalist. So there's been lots of um, margin in this season for, you know, conversation and all of the good things that that um, brings forth. So, um, so it's, we, I honestly, I can't complain. We're doing really well, feeling really um, blessed, very, you know, attentive and alert. Um, and, but really kind of walking through these days with your yeah, attentiveness and, um, and, and, and peace. So mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a special season. Yeah. It Different, is. special. Yeah. And um, like, what is what's Scotty up to these days? Like, I, I mean, I can never quite define what he actually does. He's very involved, but I can't quite. Can you define it? Um, he is almost <laughs> impossible to define, which I think is one of the things he that makes him very special. But he, um, you know, he is or his, you know, his heart first and foremost is always, you know, for the house of God and always has been. So he actually that lyric video that um, we just put up for Awake My Soul. Yeah. Um, last week, whenever it came out, so he um, he illustrated all of he was doing all of those illustrations, and then some of our great team animated that. So he's kind of doing that. He's started a bit of a um, he. I mean, he's been drawing for a long time, but some of his illustrations now he he kind of just decided um, a, a little bit into the pandemic. I don't think it would have happened otherwise to kind of put some of them out there. So that was that's really cool. I'm um, just. Yeah, so bringing some of his illustrations. So he has a, a wild child thing that he does. Um, and then a bunch of kind of other endeavours and enterprises as well. Always creative, always prophetic, always diligent. Yeah. I will always love him because he kind of grew up with my boys. Yes. They're like, you know, the sleepyhead bodies that came out early in the morning. Like, like honestly, I had the whole group, youth group at my house. I would just stand in the kitchen, like endless boys scream <laughs> out you know and um i'd be like how many people can sleep down there <laughs> laura's probably now if she's watching she's like yeah mum. they used to kick me out of my bedroom and she'd go and go into her bedroom and there'd be like youth boys just taking over her space and so she'd come and sleep on our bedroom floor <laughs> yeah scotty would have been one of those for sure he was and he always i love saying that so i'll tell the whole world right now he always um, I was always telling him to get his feet off my coffee table. <laughs> we don't have a coffee table for that reason. So the, <laughs> the feet don't go up there. <laughs> it's actually, I don't know if you mind, he had his feet on my coffee table. <laughs> All right, I love that. And like, you, just quickly, you, you, the girls, are they two different personalities? 
very different, very different. So Dylan is the eldest. She's, she's really intelligent, very responsible, loves rules, flourishes with boundaries, very thoughtful, introverted, creative, amazing memory. And then Rooney is just an absolute savage, just a destroyer, a <laughs> just, just cares not for the world, um, but cares much for food. Um, but she is really, she's a really sweetheart. She's very affectionate and she keeps us laughing. She's very amusing for sure. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah, they're cute. All right. You know what? Let me just, let me just like rant on you for a moment. I have so many endearing memories of you, Brookie. Endearing. <laughs> We're going to get to like whatever we get into today, but um, I have a memory. Can I just, can I just pr prattle for a moment? I have an endearing memory of you, a beautiful bride walking down the aisle with your tongue in your cheek because you were kind of maybe nervous, maybe shy, whatever. It was kind of like, Really? Yeah. That's so funny. Loved it. Um, I have another another memory from your wedding, which, you know, I'm sure we've talked about or you've talked about with people on interviews or something, but your fire extinguishing trick at your wedding was pretty incredible. Give the yeah. version. <laughs> Just a yeah, so there was a, we had like um, candles, but they were like oil lanterns or something. But I thought that they were candles and apparently I would, um, they were like either side of the aisle thing yeah. and I would flick, flick my hair back and, oh. and nervously laughing and my veil was skimming the top of the, the flames. And so everyone was going, <gasps> but I didn't know what they were, were, were doing that. And then finally I, someone went and tried to put out the oil lantern thing, candle, and yeah. used water, which made it smoke and spit. So that got my attention. And I turned around and I just thought, saw all the smoke. And I thought, oh, my God, this is in the middle of our vows. And I thought, oh, my gosh, there's a, this is, there's a fire. There's, I've got to put it out. So, you know, I didn't have anything on me other than the saliva in my mouth. So I decided, oh, I'll, I'll spit and put the fire out that way. But I was very nervous because I was in the middle of getting married. And so my, my mouth was quite dry. So the spit, as a result, was quite thick. And um, and dangly, so it kind of just I I turned and so there's all of the congregation like watching me get married, and then I just spat, but then it hung over the flame, and I had to kind of move my head to try and get the saliva to put out the fire. It was a terribly a terribly undignified bridal moment, and then I don't even think it worked. But there we go. It was pretty special. It was. Yeah, it was. Special. It was very us. It was very me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did, did that get ever get caught on video? We yes, we do actually have a video of our wedding, which I've I feel bad we've never watched it. Um, but that it is on it is on film somewhere on a DVD. Well, that could go viral. Oh my gosh. For all the wrong for all the wrong reasons. I just it was Pastor Robert Ferguson was marrying you, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh now, now look what hello world Robert's on. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. It was one of the best days of my life when I realized that. Wait, no, no kidding. No kidding. Everyone down here, just say, what the heck? Seriously, Jesus must be coming back for Robert Ferguson. And here's our goal sisterhood, girls, world, here's our goal to get Robert Ferguson into one of these conversations. Hallelujah. You know what? I had a certain memory of a panty liner hanging out of the pocket of your jeans. That was pretty special. Yeah, that was special. Thank you, photography team. Yeah, we love that. Um, baby girl, you have the most, I think I'm going to compliment you again. You have the most endearing childlike passion when you worship. It's like beautiful. I mean, you are like David. No, seriously. And I have two memories of that passion. I remember, on a, maybe it was a Sunday night. I hope it was a Sunday night. Oh, my gosh, bring back Sunday nights. Let's I know. 
as, and go to Sunday night. Amen. The atmosphere and what have you. But honestly, I remember opening my eyes and you were literally rolling from one side of the stage to the other side of the stage. Like on a grassy knoll and just decided to roll down the roll down the stage. And Sarah, yep. you know, I took I think I I think I looked at somebody and went, Oh my goodness, did she just put her guitar down and roll across the stage? And he's like, Yes, she did. We yeah, were, the spirit of roll came upon me. I have another memory of you running full pout, opening my eyes in worship at Hillsong Conference and you running full pout around the stage that looked like an air, by the way. We didn't realize <laughs> an air lobe. <laughs> Fred, was that, was that, was that intentional? <laughs> I think that- We're listening, Lord, we're listening. Echo, I can't remember what the conference was called. <laughs> Did you do that? Did you actually pick someone up? It was the person was Annie Garrett, yep, and I, <laughs> and I picked her up and we ran and ran around the circle, again just you know just dancing as David danced by picking up pick up your neighbour <clears throat> turn to your neighbour pick her up run her around the stage, yeah. Those moments I miss those moments. I know we've had a lot of fun. We've definitely had a lot of fun. Politics, <clears throat> but I also have a memory of your darling girl leading thunderous worship. Look at me, leading thunderous worship at either color LA number one or number two I can't remember and um in the midst of that in the midst of that thunderous roar of praise in that theater downtown LA I felt a whisper of God in the presence that was like you know I mean I'll share this with the girls before but it was like I felt the spirit of God in the noise but the whispers say you know what for me personally I'm not lifting this thing called color I'm not lifting this thing off you just yet mm. actually never forget that moment because wow. we make a way for the presence of God we make a way for the voice of God and I yeah. think beautiful remarkable do you have some fun memories mm. and I'm gonna ask you some serious questions come on I mean I've had a lot of um I have a lot of great memories from color beautiful memories from color um I you know <laughs> there's all, there all, some of the funny ones that come to mind recently. I, I think it was two or three years ago. I got caught in the cactus backstage, That's true. and um, and my dear friend Carly, shout out to her. There's a video of her before she helped me. She made sure she caught it on film. And there's just this video of me lying on the ground, tangled within the cactus, and Carly with her beautiful and daring snort, snorting away, getting caught in the cactus. Um, and then there's something actually that happened this year at Colour that I don't think I ever told you about. But, um, you know, Anthony Gomez, one of our beautiful, like, events team, yeah. and he was, he was, like, stage managing, doing something at the side of the stage. He saved Tom Buckley's life from me during the wave. You know, they brought out the wave. They gave us, like, those flowers. They were, like, gerberas or something, but they were, like, super gerberas, which had really thick stems. So they were almost, like, sticks. So I was waving, I was waving one around and the head went flying off and I just had the stalk and I thought, I don't need this anymore. So I flung it with all my might across the side of the stage and poor Tom was standing there beside the stage, just like looking around and I, like the stick was headed straight for his face and Anthony Gomez, the hero, just like a, with cat-like reflexes went and, and, and saved Tom's life from my, from the stalk of the flower. Well, you know what? It's dangerous rejoicing. <laughs> It's, it's, yeah, I, I also felt very nervous being part of the wave because I feel like that's JD's job, but he was sick this year. And it was, the wave is a big deal. I know, I've actually ripped rotator cuffs on my shoulders <laughs> by doing the waves around the world, quite, quite literally. People are like, why is your rotator cuff gone? <laughs> to be the 
cream girls. All right, hey, I have another memory and then we're going to go. Okay. Okay, did you not nearly knock yourself out on your microphone during the very poignant beast storm? Yes, but I didn't, I mean, I didn't know it. I just felt the impact. <laughs> but then, you know, kept, kept going. But yeah, I get, um, I just, I just get, ex I just get passionate and then I lose my sense of, well, I don't have spatial awareness at the best of times, but certainly not when I'm trying to have, be spiritually aware as well. So yeah, oh, yeah. there was definitely a full frontal has yeah. in the spirit on that that moment that was um, <laughs> and um yeah brad brad and um tv land might have that on video so we just might yes. have these things up hey You're and i also kicked the girl in the face yeah Remember in the first night that was terrible i'm so sorry but she was okay apparently she was fine <laughs> okay i love that yeah praise the lord okay <laughs> praise serious no but not serious okay sweetheart <laughs> um you're 20 years of age, and um, as an artist, you are the darling of New Zealand. You really are. And um, so just tell us what brought you from New Zealand, New Zealand, to Sydney, and then from Sydney to California. Yeah. Can you? <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, the short answer is the Lord. But I, it, was, it was definitely unexpected. I was coming to Sydney. My first album was out in New Zealand and we were getting ready to launch it in Australia. So I was coming over there, over to Sydney from New Zealand to do a showcase for my label. I'd never been to Sydney before. And um, I remember actually, um, before I even met anybody, I stepped off the plane in Sydney onto the ground and I felt a sense of homecoming. Yeah. I felt, I felt an instant, there was an instant shift within me where I felt like this is, this is your place and a, and a home in a sense that I had never felt my whole life, to be honest. And then it was that night that um, one of the guys in my band was friends with a bunch of guys from Hills, which, who turned out to be Joel and Scotty, my future husband and all these people. So they invited us to a barbecue out at Surgeon Norrell's house in Kellyville. And so that night I went to this barbecue. I didn't know any of these people when I walked in there, but I, I, I walked into that barbecue and which is so Aussie, right? A barbecue. <laughs> but I found like, I found my people and that trip, as I spent more time with these people, I was like, this is like, these are my people. This is where I'm supposed to be. And so I, I had just gone over for, you know, for, for work, but um, found, found my sense of home. And so that, that trip decided move, that I would move. And six weeks later I was on a plane and my stuff was in a shipping container. And then, and now it's 16 and a bit years later. Yeah. yeah. So, and then from Sydney, I mean, I remember those days a little bit vaguely, but um, I remember them. I remember you coming. Um, what about like from Sydney to California, to the United States? Yeah, that's, that was quite a journey. And that, you know, I, I definitely blame Scotty for that. <laughs> um, but he, um, you know, that was... We, I had been, I've been coming to America on and off since 2005 for Brooke Fraser stuff, and then later with, you know, um, touring with Hillsong United as well. So Hillsong United and Brooke Fraser and all of the things. So I spent a lot of time here in this country, and to be honest with you, really didn't um, have a desire to certainly to live here, um, or, or didn't feel it called here, um, and possibly even asked the Lord if never to ask me to come. <laughs> um, but then, um, you know, time went on, all of these things happened. We were in New York for a little bit and then yeah. basically um, found out about, um, or, you know, Ben, Ben, your son, Ben Houston and Scott are good friends and they were talking about Los Angeles. And um, I remember 
Scott came back to me and reported on a conversation that he'd had with Ben, where he basically told him that we were going to be coming too, <laughs> and then told me that that's what was happening. And so I, I, you know, I have to admit, I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to pray about it too. But, you know, he was, he was right. My husband, you know, I submitted to my husband's leadership and he was, you know, he was right. And, um, you know, now we're here in OC and, you know, Joel's office is right behind that wall. And I get to, you know, be a part of this magical, wonderful world and um, build with, you know, my best friends, something, you know, the, the cause of Christ and the church and the kingdom of God. And it's quite incredible, actually. So really the Lord's leadership. And it's like always for those of us who are, have grown up and done life in, say, Sydney, for example, you know, it's always kind of like bittersweet. But, you know, we are one house, many rooms, and it is about the kingdom of God. And, I mean, I, you know, I have convictions on this. And, I mean, I've got two sons and how many grandchildren? Five grandchildren living here. So, um, and two at home, or three at home that I miss desperately. But, um, you know, it is the kingdom. And my take... Yeah. Um, on that is, you know what, as long as we're all in heaven together, yeah, to play and catch up. Um, you know, I, I wrote this down here. I just want to articulate it correctly. So, you know, you're a Kiwi girl who hopefully by the grace still calls Australia home, even though you live here, um, now living in the United States. So, babe, this is a little bit of a tricky question, but I, I hope that we yeah. can find out the good, something good here. But if we were to peel back all the layers of complexity that society is feeling right now, and there's a lot, mm. Like, what do you what do you love, and what have you found refreshing about Kiwi culture, Aussie culture, and American culture? Yeah, can you answer that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll be succinct so as not to get myself in any trouble. I'll try not to. But you know, I think you know, I think what's beautiful about um about the New Zealand culture and the Kiwi culture is that um where there's a real spirit of innovation. We're very creative. We know how to do a lot with a little. Um, and then also there's a real community focus. I find New Zealand is a really um, <clears throat> very community minded, aware that they're a part of the community, that the yeah. actions, that the way they live affects the community. And I remember after I'd, I was still, I think I was living in Australia, but I'd been spending a lot of time in America yeah. and I was going back to get my hair done in New Zealand, blah, blah, blah. But I remember I walked, I'd been in America a lot and I walked into the hairdresser in New Zealand and she said to me, how's your family? And I just was so refreshed by that because I thought, you know, in America, the questions I'd been asked at the hairdresser were, you know, you know, what do you do? You know, all of these things. And I loved that I walked into the hairdresser in New Zealand and the first question was, so how's your family? Right. And I feel like that's really reflective. of. I think that's a really beautiful part of the Kiwi culture. Um, the Aussies, I love um, how much Australians just are all about the good times. I think, <laughs> you know, I think that's actually a huge strength of our church is that I just think that we, we maybe we laugh a bit more than other people, you know, like, you know, we take, we know how to take the, the serious things seriously, but we don't take ourselves seriously. And, um, you know, as you always say, like light and shade, light and shade. And so I think that we do, um, we do fun really well and, um, and simplicity and simplicity. Well, I think, I think we, we, we don't kind of tend to overcomplicate things that don't need to be overcomplicated. So I think that's a, um, a beautiful thing. Um, what do you love about American culture? Yeah, that's a big I mean, land. Uh, yes, yeah. America is American culture is. You know, I'm still on a journey, as we all are, yeah. um, to 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 understanding it and navigating it and um, and serving the Lord in the midst of it. Um, but I think what I what I love about the American culture is that there is um, 
in general, there's, um, there's, they have a great sense of drive. There's really, um, there's drive and there's momentum and um, there's real um, encouragement to, um, you know, this is something that's familiar to us in Hillsong in terms of um, thinking bigger and dreaming. That's something that's part of our, our culture and dreaming with the Lord. But I think, you know, in the culture here that there's, the, there's um, yeah, I think there's a, um, an encouragement to dream and, um, and uh, a natural kind of drive you know, sometimes in the wrong direction, but often in the right direction as well. So I think that's um, something that when harnessed is, is really powerful. Yeah. You know, we've been coming to the States for oh, three and a half, four decades, a lot of, a lot of years. You know, the first time we came, uh, Joel was um, two and I was heavily pregnant with Ben. And uh, we went on a like church um, kind of ob observation kind of trip, you know, and mm. oh my goodness, it was like... <laughs> Anyway, I was very, it was six weeks. I was so happy when I got home. I was highly constipated as a pregnant woman who looked nine months pregnant. But I was like, I cried when we flew into city. But all of that aside, so we've been coming here for a long time. And, you know, I, like you just said, Aussie culture, you know, when we were coming to the United States back in the day, like, you know, the church here and the people that we got to hang with were all like, we love the Aussie spirit. You're kind of free spirit, like you just said, easily laugh. I think. I think there was a, um, a quality within not all Australians, but we, and we're peeling back the complexities of today's society right now. But like what you see is, is kind of who we are. There was no pretense. Mm. I used to have so many mm. um, guests come over to speak at conference or at Colour, for example, 20, you know, four years of it. And they would always comment, there's no pretense here. Your platform mm. is without pretense. And it was actually, mm. it was actually lovely to be told that because you're like, wow, okay, maybe that is something that we can bring to the body of Christ or bring to the mm. thing that I love way back, you know, and I was young, I was young and, and my journey was, I, I used to love, I was in my first trip to America, I was like so taken aback by how actually how friendly people were, how engaged mm. they were, how, how confident people were inquiring. Like they mm. did, maybe it was the Aussie accents, who knows? But, um, and I, and I actually, I, I actually perceived a, a real confidence in um, American women. Now, that's a broad brush statement, but a, a, an absolute confidence that we lacked. I know when Darlene, Darlene, back in the day when we were all part of it together, and we used to sit, Darles and I used to sit at, at table with a lot of American pastors and friends and be like, oh, my gosh, like, we can't even speak. Like, they, like, it, we were actually intimidated. I was actually intimidated by the confidence, which is kind mm. of crazy, but it's also equality like if we can find a confidence that's authentic that can mm, be quite absolutely cool. but um mm. i wanted to ask that question because again a lot's going on in the world and i'm like wow we've got to keep remembering what's foundation and what's core and what's mm. beautiful in the landscape mm -hmm. you know awake my soul <laughs> look at me i actually found one in the cupboard <laughs> oh <laughs> i love good it. job i love it me so much but um that song in particular, Brookie, just like tell us um, where it came from. Tell us um, why it's important to you, still important to you. And maybe mm. just a little bit about how you got to do that latest um, project with Tasha. Tasha yeah. Leonard. Absolutely. So that song, um, you know, I was, I'm so grateful to the Holy Spirit for that song. Because I've been, I remember um, I had been trying to write for a while. I, ha I had been writing songs, but nothing kind of really, um, really hit and then um but I'd been you know as I say digging digging ditches for a long time and I always feel like it's the the work that we do in the unseen and the the 
the the diligence um which appears fruit might appear fruitless at the time but you know i think that faithfulness you know lays the lays the way for the lord to be able to then pour out something supernatural so i had been trying to write for for months and um had things but nothing really where i felt the lord on it and um, i literally was going to um pick up my kids from preschool and um and i was driving in the car and had some worship on and um just had that thing in my in my car where just the presence of god came into my car and as I just, as I worship, just going to pick up the kids from school. And um, I, I just started singing out that um, those first lines, there is a sound I love to hear. Like, cause it was, I couldn't hear it in my ears, but I could hear it with my spirit. What happened in my car when, when the presence of God filled it, this, this sound that I couldn't hear with my ears, but I could hear with my spirit. And so I just began to sing that out and um, literally not, not all of the words, but the whole song from start to finish just came I just had voice notes I just started like you know recording on my phone and just um and just sang that out and um wow um yeah I'm I'm really grateful for that and then um and then of course we recorded it um on the album and then um last year when we um, announced our guests for Hillsong Conference this year which we were all so excited about um Obviously, one of them was going to be Tasha Cobbs Leonard, who's an incredible, um, for the girls who don't know, she's an incredible um, gospel artist, but really not just an incredible voice, but like a powerful minister, incredibly anointed. And um, and we have gotten to know each other over the past few years. And so knowing she was coming to conference this year, um, I reached out to her about, you know, uh, would, you know, what if Hillsong Worship and you, what if we record a song together live at conference, you know, if you're going to be there anyway. So um, she was into that idea. So we had been talking about that for a long time. And then, of course, we got closer and then March came along and events unfolded and um, and it became apparent that that Hillsong Conference was maybe going to be moved. Um, but it still kind of felt like, you know, that collaboration was important and was untimely. And, you know, um, you know, we, we take note that this was before, you know, yeah. the any of the, the most recent events. Um, and so before any of that happened, um, we we were going to be bringing out another version of Awake My Soul anyway. And I thought, well, if we can't do the collaboration how we planned, maybe – you know, maybe we can come and sing this song together. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, and that's you know, something we can do this year. So we began working on that. And um, and then after she had sung her vocal, after all that stuff had happened and we were working on it, I mean, the events of the past couple of months happened. And um, I remember um, we actually had a conversation with Chris Kane and Dr. Anita Phillips and a few other um, female pastors. Um, Lucille was on there. Laura Lentz was on there. Um, and... I remember going from that conversation into finishing the finishing the song, finishing the track um, that had been recorded, and just sitting there weeping as I heard her voice on the song and heard her authority and her anointing um, prophesying this. And when he when he moves and when we pray, where stood a wall now stands away. And understanding within with a new light. Oh my gosh, I couldn't have foreseen the potency and the propheticness of of us together declaring this but um but you know i think it's one of those times when you just go only only the lord could have orchestrated the the timing and so um i'm yeah incredibly grateful for it and believing that it will be true you know that as we pray and humble ourselves and 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 do what we know to do um that that we're sort of will will stand away yeah 
I am. Um, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting her, but I was looking forward to it. Like I think conference would have been like, is it next week? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, it's pushed into the future, and it's yeah. breathe again. And um, yes, I wrote a blog overnight, and in context of conference and that, and you know, I had we did joke in March. It's like a bad joke, but it was like breathe again, again. You know, in twenty twenty, yes. breathe again, again. We're not changing anything, and um, but you know what, babe, there's like you mentioned that powerful lyric of prayer and on being a, on being, being on our knees but um the lyric that says there's a sound that changes everything there's mm. a sound that changes everything do you believe that mm. the sound that can change everything do you believe that i mean how critical is worship right now yeah because i i feel the deficit happening i feel like a lot of people are watching i've said this before other weeks but Personally, me, my heart, I feel like online church is so great and, you know, we labor to bring beautiful worship. Um, but, you know, if without discipline, we can tend to watch our online church and our online worship mm -hmm. and watch it without engaging in it. And I feel like there's something missing on the earth. I've said it before, but I feel like that collective, corporate, authoritative roar into the heaven is mm -hmm. a bit missing. And I think it's really important that we that we as individuals don't allow that to happen, you know? Mm. But, I mean, there is a sound that changes everything, right? Yeah, and I think about, you know, when um, in the Old Testament, you know, when they heard the sound of chariots, you know, wow. they heard the sound in the spiritual, um, and it was the sound of the coming deliverance. And, um, and I think, yeah, the sound of our, you know, the sound of our worship and the sound of our faith shifts things and then if our ears can be open i believe we'll hear the sound of heaven in response to our faith you know coming and bringing deliverance and, and bringing freedom yeah. in response but it's absolutely critical and i um i re-watched this morning the sisterhood from a few weeks ago where cass and laura shared so incredibly and cass you know spoke so poignantly and powerfully about you know the power of that what deep sleep does for the brain deep worship does for the heart and so that's so critical you know for us when you know the times are appropriately taxing on our hearts it's okay that our hearts are being stretched and it's okay um and actually appropriate that we are that we are stretched and that our hearts are stretched at this moment in history but it has to be we have to continue to bring our hearts back before the Lord so that he can bind up what needs to be bound up and fill us up and refresh us so that what we can bring into the world is actually a reflection of of his heart and not our a spiritual response rather than a, um, a natural reaction yeah you know I I'm a I'm an advocate I think you know this I'm an advocate for what corporate worship does in the atmosphere what collective worship does because yeah. we're, um, ad, we're, we're giving our praise and our worship to God so that his kingdom will come on the earth. And, you know, mm. I'm, I'm aware that there is a spiritual realm and, you know, we conquer and we overcome and we win by the blood of the lamb and our word of our testimony, like Brian spoke so beautifully too on the weekend. But, um, you know, I just, I feel like, you know, our worship in the season of COVID, etc., and it's, it's elongating. It's not, it's not, it's, well, we all know that. But anyway, it's, it's not, it needs to not only be for our own personal hearts, but actually for God's kingdom and God's rule and his will in these days because there is a spiritual battle going on. And I've, for me personally, I've always felt that we are, we are fueling the heavens with prayer mm -hmm. and worship is one of the greatest um, expressions of prayer, amen, and especially 
the kind of songs that by the grace of God, you and others of like spirit in this world today, right? It's incredible. I'm going to change tact a little bit. You have a little bit. You have, you have, we've got to watch the time, babe. <laughs> they like me to not do this over 60 minutes, but um, you're, you have an obvious heart after God. And, um, you know, when we consider these times that we're living in, I, um, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I don't know whether you named Dylan after Bob Dylan. I don't know, but he wrote a song in the sixties called the times are a changing and the times mm -hmm. are a changing, whether we like it or not. And so in this, again, the, the racial, racial awakening of the last few weeks that are so vitally important to so many, um, you got to walk alongside friends and family at the peaceful protest, one of the peaceful protests here in OC. And like, I have to say this because you have to kind of qualify everything at the moment. Um, we're very mindful that there is, you know, parts of that have been so hijacked by anarchy, actually. So we're not talking about that. We're talking about walking with friends and family, with our brotherhood, sisterhood. So, like, can you articulate what you felt personally doing that, Brooke? And it's a big question. I don't know if you can answer it because I don't even know if I can answer it either. Yeah. Like, did you sense not only what you might be feeling yourself, but did you sense mm -hmm. what the Holy Spirit was feeling or grieving towards? Yeah. First of all, help me, Jesus, because Amen. my words are inadequate. Um, but, you know, there were actually, um, there were two, so I actually went to two marches. I really wanted to do that because I went to one that was organized by local churches. And then I also wanted to go to one that was not organized by the church. Um, I felt like that was important. And, um, and um, you know, and I will say as well that people were really good about wearing masks and practicing distancing, even in the midst of marches. So it was very safe, it was very good. Um, <clears throat> but you know, I thought the, the, the ones that were led by the churches, um, there was such, um, in both actually, there was a real a sense of solidarity and the ones that were led by the church, March that was led by the church, you know, a lot of peace, a lot of um, felt very prayerful. Yeah. Um, um, and then the one that was um, organized by, I actually don't even know who organized it, um, but the community march um, that was actually really powerful. And I, I'm, I'm, I, th I think it was really important that, that I personally um, went there and experienced that because there was also a solidarity, um, you know, mixed with this um, appropriate, you know, simmering tension and anger. And I think it's important that we as the church position ourselves where people are hurting and, and angry and, and can, um, and can help qualify what should be what should be qualified and endorsed. You know, it's actually right that people are angry about the violation of Imago Day, which is what it comes down to. And and you know, at the one of the things you've always taught us, Bobby, throughout the years of sisterhood is that the enemy comes for our value. And sisterhood, you know, has been about value and dignity and all of these things. And and that was at the core of what what is. Um, yeah. You know, people will politicize it and all that, but it comes down to the value of a human life and the value of a person made in the image of God. And it's actually encouraging and correct that people are angry when that is violated. And so I think as we, as the church, you know, again, with sisterhood, um, you've always, you've, you've created and pioneered a movement where we understand that it's, it's prayer and faith and advocacy and action, you know, there's always that element at, at color where we're taught how to put legs on things and encouraged to put legs on things. And so for us, it, I, I, I was reading through again, the introduction of the sisterhood book um, in the last couple of days and your sisterhood declaration. I thought 
if we as a sisterhood have not been positioned for this time in history, then I don't know when we have been. Um, all of the language, all of the culture, what we have been taught and what we intrinsically know um, to be true as has been biblically framed and set forth in the culture of sisterhood, like now is the time. Yeah. Now is the time for us to be the church and to come alongside the hurting, um, to be prayerful, to be gracious, to speak life, um, but also to validate um, the, what, what is broken and hurting and needs us to come alongside. And um, yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree totally. And, you know, in places it can get, it's getting skewered for people and that's okay. We have a responsibility as a body of Christ, as part of the body of Christ, as leaders to shepherd people, to love people, to have the heart of God, to be led by the spirit of God. And that's why I can't, you know, I feel quite emotional right now, but I can't, mm. I cannot say enough to you know, I'm talking primarily to our church. Yeah, I'm talking primarily to those who have, have spirit for us to, um, you know, to be united and to allow the spirit of God to do in this what he needs to do. He has an agenda. I, I'm careful yeah. to say this. I don't, I don't sense a panic from heaven. I feel there's this God knows exactly what he is doing. And that's not to diminish lives being lost and pain being felt. Even you know, and even in COVID, like that is not to diminish that, but I feel like I feel like God knows exactly what is taking place in this season, and I think it's a great responsibility for us who call Christ our Lord and Savior, who you know are led by the Spirit of God to um, to carry His mind and carry His heart. Amen. And, Amen. You know, I I I do. I feel like the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I don't know if I can say this, but I, I feel like I feel there's a grieving in the whole, there's a, the Holy Spirit grieves. Mm -hmm. it, you know, the word says, do not grieve and do not quench the Holy Spirit. It's a whole nother reality. But, you know, the Holy Spirit feels, he feels. And it's like, the, I think the closer that we get to him um, in the quest to know him and know his spirit more, we're going to actually feel that grief more. We have to feel, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and yet he's the one who carries that burden and he carries that yoke. So we don't have to drown in it. People don't have to drown in some of the complexities. We just have to carry his heart. Amen. Gosh, you're Amen. just going in a million directions. All right. Time's nearly up. But is there, has there been a personal silver lining for you in this season? Yeah. There, I mean, there has been a lot. But um, just, um, and there's, I think there's like a lot of things that I could pick. Um, but just really... Um, hearing the voice of the Lord in some really specific ways during this time. And one that, that might help other people is um, I remember a few weeks ago, I was, you know, just as we all are, you know, in tumult, <laughs> you know, about, about things and, and inquiring of myself about my own response to things and all these things. And I was, um, you know, I took it to the Lord in prayer and I felt like, um, I felt like the Lord um, gave me, um, like five words that for me have um, been my true north for this season and will be my true north for this season. And it's almost like I saw the words um, image maker and then crossed out and then the word image bearer. In other words, I felt like the Lord was saying to me, I haven't called you to be an image maker. I've called you to be an image bearer. In other words, I don't have to worry about, um, I don't have to PR 
my own obedience in this season. Like my job is not to image mate. My job is, my role is to image bear. How am I bearing the image of Christ to my brother and my sister around me in this time? And I feel like that makes things so easy when I'm not worried about image making, but image bearing. How can I bear witness to this Jesus? And how can I, how can I be his hands and feet and be his face and be his voice to my, to my brother and sister at this time? It's just made things, it's simplified a lot of things for me. Yeah. Amen. I love that, Brookie. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Inner and that is deep. Don't go anywhere just yet. It's inner and deep and okay. it's powerful. Woo! I'm thinking that there is a, uh, there is a silver lining for this planet. Yeah. <laughs> and there's going to be a silver lining. And a silver lining is that edge that comes on the edge of, a, of dark, ominous storm clouds that ultimately dump life and water and you know refreshing on the earth and so that's what i'm Amen. and that's what i'm sensing in jesus name all right i asked you super fast to bring it up again <laughs> i asked a couple of your girlfriends overnight for, for for crazy questions so these are mostly from noodle all right so they're quick answers all right noodle okay yep by the way noodle snoodle we need to make some like some masks okay that have grace grace yes lord and yeah i don't know anyway that aside all right she wants to know if you could be great at an extreme sport what would it be um solo kayaking oh i i, I don't know i don't know that i just made that up that was the first thing that came to mind if you <laughs> if you weren't a worship leader um what would you do and what would you be um uh forensic anthropologist Oh. Or a journalist. I really like bones. Bones? Mm. Bones. Hey, Ezekiel, prophesy to those bones. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, if you could invite someone to dinner, who would that be and why? Um, you. <laughs> you, you. You and Bono. That would be fun. <laughs> oh, okay. Hallelujah. <laughs> I, might be, I might be like intimidated and shy. I'll wear my sunglasses. You would be great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, this is a good one from Noodle. If you could live inside a movie or sitcom for the rest of your days, what would that be? Um, sound of Music oh. and The Office combined. Brilliant. Yeah. I grew up on The Sound of Music. Hallelujah. All right. My question. This is for me. Do you have a daydream about heaven? And do you think that you and I are going to live close to each other when we get to heaven? Yes, I think that we'll definitely live on the street. Um, I do have, I do have a lot of, I do daydream about heaven. I have a lot of questions. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Favorite flower? Oh, um, I like white flowers that smell nice. That's that it belies my botanical ignorance. Gardenias. Yes. Gardenias. Yes, I love gardenias. Beautiful. Gardenias. Yes, we have got. A gardenias here and what is your favorite candle smell maybe gardenia um fig Ooh. fig i love fig scented things all right well if i can find you a fig candle <laughs> i'm gonna specific, I know. what's your favorite candle scent um oh i do like that um it smells like dessert like caramel sticky dates i don't know what it's mm. so a bit sweet you like it a bit sweet yeah. Peter Alexander pajama place. I don't know. Hello. Nice. That aside, baby girl, we've got two minutes or one minute. Would you like to pray for everyone? 
Would you? I would love to. Yes. Um, Jesus, we thank you so much for, um, first of all, I thank you for Pastor Bobby. We thank you for her incredible leadership and teaching in this season. Um, she is amazing and we love her so much, Lord. Lord, I thank you for every girl, woman, person watching. I pray, Jesus, that you've ministered to them, that as you always have, Lord, in these sisterhood IGs throughout the last few weeks. Thank you for your peace that passes understanding, Lord. Thank you for um, a godly confidence and a godly boldness to obey you as we hear your voice. And thank you for a deep refreshing that comes from your Holy Spirit as we press into your word, as we seek you and worship and um, just do our very utmost for his highest for you our Jesus we love you Lord I pray your blessing upon all of these girls in Jesus name amen amen thank you Brooke and I pray blessing upon you and if my son is in that other office go and just I was gonna say pinch him on the backside but that actually won't <laughs> I won't do that you'll leave that to you <laughs> his mother well do with me and then we'll go out together but you know what love you love you girls and thank you for being a part of sisterhood and i know some of you now are going to get on other zooms or um things and what have you and um we'll be back next week because this is how we're doing it for a wee while and um there's a chance i might be speaking next week so i might throw it to someone else i think they maybe should get robin on that could be funny we could ask him all the really intense questions <laughs> but it's gonna be good all right so love you girls brookie and i love you Safe, be well in Jesus' name. Bye, everyone. Love you. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.